0: Coming up on The Potter's Touch.
1: You can't be stubborn and just use God like he's a butler or a maid or like you're going to call Uber for a pickup. God said, I will not be your Uber driver. You got to be praying and going after your dream at the same time. You got to be praying and building back your family. You got to be praying and building your marriage. You got to be praying and humbling yourself. I don't know who I'm talking to, but I'm trying to give you some principles because God is about to give you a new beginning in your life.
2: Everyone, thank you so much for watching The Potter's Touch. I'm Pastor Cora Jakes Coleman. In spite of what you have been through, I have good news. God grants us new beginnings, but in order to experience God's reset, you must submit to him by changing your thoughts and habits, even the ones you might like. Bishop will show us how in this message, the principles of new beginnings.
1: The children of Israel had gotten a culture where they they came and they worshiped and they served God and they had a little idolatry and a little bit of this and a little bit of that and a little bit of the other all mixed in together. But when God raised up Samuel, He said, "I'm getting ready to do the great beatdown." The great beatdown comes when the Philistines come against the children of Israel. Battles will break down culture. <coughs> When you get into a battle, when you get in a battle that beats you down to the ground, it will make you change. Let me bring this to light where you can get it. You might have somebody who's addicted in your family. No matter how much you want them to get off drugs, you cannot make them get off drugs. You cannot make lazy people go to work. You cannot make mouthy people shut up. God knows exactly where to allow the battle to break out, to bring you to a point that you say, I yield, I surrender. My sister just got to sing it. God knows how to make you say yes. So he used the Philistines. And the children of Israel said, oh, we're not scared of the Philistines. We're gonna knock them out. And so the children of Israel got excited and they started shouting. And the Philistines were afraid when they heard the children of Israel shout. But every shout is not a victory shout. It was a shout of presumption that if they brought the Ark of the Covenant down, like they had always done, that just bringing the Ark of the Covenant down, that God would be on their side. Now bear in mind, they're trying to use God over their culture. They're trying to use God over their culture. There are some of you that don't really serve the Lord, but you come to church because you need God to give you a hookup, because you're trying to get your life. And so you think if I just bring the Ark of the Covenant down here, I'll get the victory. If I just go to church, I'll get the victory. I'm not going to serve him Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. But I'll just go give him a little bit of a little bit of Jesus and make it all right. I tell you, a little bit of Jesus and make it all right. So when you get in trouble, you add a little bit of Jesus and to make it all right. And they started shouting, and the Philistines were afraid. But they weren't so afraid they wouldn't fight. So the enemy might be afraid when you shout, but that doesn't mean he won't attack you. He attacked them anyway. And over 30,000 men died. 30,000. 30,000. 30,000 is if we put out chairs and fill this church up three times, that'd be 30,000 people. Imagine that many people dead in the valley. That's a beat down. That's a terrible beat down. 30,000 women lost their husbands and their sons. 30,000 families went into grief and mourning. And there Eli is waiting at home to get the praise report. And one man survived to come back and tell Eli what happened. And Eli said, I hear the noise in the valley. What's going on? And they told Eli, 30,000 people died. And Eli was sitting on his throne. <clears throat> he was sitting on his throne. 30,000 people died, and he sat through it. And they said, Eli, your, both your sons are dead. And that had to hurt real bad, but he sat through it. And he said, and they stole the Ark of the Covenant. And when they told Eli that they had stole the Ark of the Covenant, the Bible said he fell backwards and broke his neck because for the ark of the covenant to depart that was what they were counting on that was what always brought them through the presence of god was gone eli fell backwards and broke his neck now the way he fell is prophetic he fell backwards and broke his neck it is god saying two things have to happen in israel you have to go back to serving me like you used to and I'm going to cut the head off. He fell backwards and broke his neck. Now, Eli has a daughter-in-law, either Hofna or Phinehas' wife, who was pregnant. When she heard that her husband was dead, 30,000 people were dead, the Ark of the Covenant was gone, it caused her to go into labor. She she went into labor. She went into labor prematurely and birthed a baby, but she never got to celebrate because when the baby was being born, the, the, the maid said, don't worry, you have birthed a child, a male child, but she didn't respond. She had birthed a baby and had named him Ichabod. Ichabod means the glory of the Lord has departed. The glory of the Lord has departed. And out of this dead woman comes a living child. God says, I'm gonna bring new life out of a dead place. The very thing that's happening in her body has to happen in Israel. I got to kill out some things so that a new beginning can start in your life. Do you hear what I'm saying to you? And she named the child Ichabod, the glory of the Lord has departed. Isn't that funny how God can bring life out of death? God can bring life out of death. God can bring life out of chaos. God can bring life out of confusion. If you fall back, and are willing to change the way you think god can do amazing things in your life if you go back to serving him like you're supposed to and change the way you think if you go back and serve him the way you should god can bring you out of anything you can't be stubborn and just use god like he's a butler or a maid or like you're gonna call uber for a pickup God said, I will not be your Uber driver, but if you go back and change the way you think, you can have a new beginning. Touch three people and say, you can have a new beginning. <laughs> but you got to withstand the great beatdown. You got to go through the great beatdown. He got to beat you till you say Yes. He gotta beat you down until you stop being stubborn and rebellious. He has to beat you down until you admit, yes, I'm an addict. He has to beat you down until you say, yes, I've been beating my wife. He has to beat you down until you admit, I'm a con artist and this is not working in my life. Why do we keep doing the same old thing, expecting a different result and add a little church to it and think everything's gonna be all right? There you are singing in the choir but your handle on Facebook. There you are leading the praise team, but you're half naked on Instagram. Why do we think that we can add a little bit of God to a whole lot of mess and everything will be all right? And you got the nerve to say you're disappointed cause God is not working for you you are in the middle of the great beat down. And you're gonna keep losing more and more and more stuff until your soul says, yes! If you have ever been through the great beat down, it is a humbling experience. The reason I told you to notice that they poured out water, because when you've been through a great beat down, it will make you pour out like water. It'll make you humble yourself. It'll make you lay prostrate before God. It'll make you say, yeah, when the right thing dies and the right thing goes down and you get through losing stuff, you'll stop trying to be the teacher and become the student. I know you don't like to worship. I know you don't like to clap your hands. I know you're too macho to praise the Lord. Let me tell you, when cancer get through with you, you will clap your hands, you will clap your feet, you will spin around in the floor. And God said, I'm doing this because I... Shake your neighbor's hand and say, I've been through something to get here. God had to humble me. He had to teach me how to shut up. He had to teach me I wasn't right all the time. He had to make me say yes. He had to bring me to my knees. Oh God, and I thank you for the beat down. Cause you could have shut me down. So I thank you for the beat down. If you can praise him for the beat down, One of the things I like about this is that it defies any category as it relates to black women, brown women, white women, young women, older women will all find some reflection at the masterclass of themselves. Don't come if you're a woman full of excuses because this will leave you with no excuse. You've got the burning and you've got the anointing. But you don't have the structure. And so many, many times you're locked out 20 years and end up wandering in the wilderness for 40 years when you could have got to the promised land in a year had you had an opportunity to sit with somebody who did it and they showed you how to avoid some of the pitfalls and the delays that are set by. There are some of us at all ages who don't have time to make mistakes. Very few of us will ever get an opportunity to sit in the room with somebody who's a master at what they do. You're not in a bad place, you're in the best place. You're in the place for the great turnaround. Now you will listen. Now you can learn. And so now when, it, when, when we read the text... Samuel is now telling them how to have a new beginning. He said, you got some cleaning up to do. You got to get rid of those idle gods. Those idle gods, you got to get rid of them. You you can't be halt between this and that. You got got either you, I'm going to say it out of order, it's bad English, but you're going to get it. Either you is or you ain't. I just like the way that sounds. I, I know, right? All the teachers in the room going, to, oh, either you is, or you ain't. If, if, if you're going to come in, you need to come all the way in. If you're going to get it together, you need to get it together. You need to put away your idol gods. And listen, they fasted and prayed. They fasted fasting. I want you to see the contrast. Before, they didn't fast. They didn't pray. They didn't put away their idol gods. They didn't seek God. They just thought they'd go get God when they needed Him. They didn't ask God should they fight the Philistines. They just thought they would use God. This time, they are humble. They are laid out before God. They are fasting. They are praying. They are seeking God's face. And the Israelites were afraid. Last time, when they got beat, they were shouting. And the Philistines were afraid. This time, the Israelites are afraid, and the Philistines are confident. Now, I'm going to say something and it's gonna rock your world. All fear is not bad. We preach a lot against fear, but all fear is not bad. For instance, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All fear is not bad. Fear makes you cautious. There's a reason God gave us a spirit of fear. It warns us. It's a sense of danger. It makes you prepare yourself better to be overly confident makes you not study for the test. When you're afraid you're gonna flunk, you study while other people go out to play. A certain amount of fear is a good thing. You just, you want it in the car, you just don't want it driving the car. You don't want to, you don't want the spirit of fear. There's a difference between the God has not given us the, spirit. he did not give us the spirit of fear, but he has given us fear. A fight or flight response is a result of fear. This time, the Israelites were afraid. It's a total different group of people from the people who would shout, "Hey, hey! Say hello! We gonna eat you up today! Say hey! Say hello! We gonna eat you up!" There, no, none of that is going on. After they got through burying thirty thousand bodies. And the priest had fallen backwards and broke his neck. And his daughter-in-law had gone into labor. She was in so much stress, her water broke, and the baby came out, and the baby came out, and the mama died, Ichabod. And all of a sudden, these people are not so sure that they know as much as they thought they knew. And this is where God wanted them where you are humble enough. And they they went out there before they prayed and they took water and they poured it out on the ground and said, God, we are poured out like water. The thing about water, it can't stand up. We are a base, we are as low as we can go. We're fasting and praying. And we're going into this challenge but we no longer underestimate our enemy. And they're going in the battle, and as they're going, as they're going out there to fight, they're afraid, but they're going. 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 See, see, that's the thing about fear—you have to feel the fear and do it anyway. I'm, I'm afraid, but I'm going. I'm afraid, but I'm going. I'm afraid, but I'm going. I don't know how it's going to go, but I'm going. i tell you what, I don't know who's going to win, but we're going to fight today. And as they were going out to battle, they were telling Samuel, cease not to pray for us. Cease not to pray for us. Don't do like Eli and just wait for us. Cease not to pray for us. And Samuel takes a sucking lamb because Samuel knows that they have sinned and without the shedding of blood there is no remission of sin. And the Bible says that he judged them at Mizpah and he took a sucking lamb and he offered up a burnt offering before God and he prayed in the smoke. He prayed in the smoke. and The Bible says your prayers have gone up before God as a sweet smelling savor. Now look, look, look at the two dynamics going. The children of Israel are going to fight, and the man of God is interceding for them. You you, you see, faith and works. Faith and works. Faith and works. You can't have all faith and no works. You can't just pray about it and do nothing. See, that is what has weakened us for years. We, we got so much prayer and no action. If you got all kind of prayer and no action, you can't just stay at home and pray for a job. What you think, somebody gonna ring the doorbell and come get you out the house? I've been looking for you. No, ain't nobody coming in your house. Prayer without works will not get you there. But works without prayer will not get you there either. So God says, if you don't have a new beginning, this time you got to use everything. (coughs) You got to use everything. You got to be praying and working, you got to be praying and fighting. You gotta be praying and going after it. You gotta be praying and rebuilding your life. You gotta be praying and going after your dream at the same time. You gotta be praying and building back your family. You gotta be praying and building your marriage. You gotta be praying and humbling yourself. I don't know who I'm talking to, but I'm trying to give you some principles because God is about to give you a new beginning in your life. Just cause you've been through a beat down, not gonna have a great turnaround I said just cuz you've been through a beat down somebody ought to shout me down in fact there's nothing like a turnaround after a beat down I don't have to teach you to praise the Lord I don't have to beg you to praise the Lord cuz you saying, Lord if I get the victory I'm going to praise you like I never praised you before. I want the grateful people. I don't want nobody but the grateful people. I want some second chance, people, to open your mouth and give God a praise right now. I apologize, but I don't want a church full of goody two-shoe people who never did nothing wrong or stupid, who are self-righteous and holier than thou. I want some people who've been around the block, messed up, done some crazy things, had hey, God get you out of stuff you thought you would never get out of, because those are the people that really know how to praise the Lord. Let's show them how to have church in here. I know you can't see, cause we keep jumping up. And I know we holler and we clap our hands and you saying don't take all of that. But if you have been through what I've been through, you, oh. Tell your neighbor, I don't care what you say. I know what it takes for me. I can't stay in the bed on Sunday morning. I've been through too much. I can't be golfing when it's time to be seeking God. I've been through too much. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, To my wife rest in all day Saturday just so she could come out on Sunday because she understood that this is a spiritual fight and sometimes if you can't do nothing but make it to the house of the Lord, you're saying devil you're not going to get the victory that day, I don't care what you say, if I can't say a word, I'll wait just turn around right quick. God said you're in the middle of a great turnaround. Everything that the enemy stole from you, God's gonna turn it around. I don't know who that's for this morning. I don't know who I'm preaching to you. You've been through the beat down. Now you're in the turnaround. Give God a praise right now.
2: I know you were blessed by that word you have heard today. When you allow God to change you, he will not only fix what's been broken, but he will go ahead and upgrade what has been working. So allow God to reset you and he will change your life in ways that will blow your mind. I want to take another moment and thank our global partners. Your faithful giving allows the bishop to continue sharing the gospel on the air around the world. If you're listening today and you're not a partner, we ask for your support. Text the letters GPS and any given amount to 28950. And you can also call 1-800-BISHOP-2 and speak to a partner advocate. God bless you. See you
1: next time. If you can do anything you can, have an obligation to mentor somebody.
0: Hold fast to God's promises knowing that your principles have
1: purpose. You are to inform, you are to inspire, you are to impart.
0: For your gift to the ministry of any size, you will receive the principles with purpose for message set on CD. You gotta be praying
1: and working. I'm trying to give you some principles. Just cause you've been through a beat down doesn't mean you're not gonna have a great turnaround.
0: And when your gift is $90 or more, we will add the Remembered, Favored, Loved Tote bag, as well as Jake's double-set book, When Power Meets Potential and Faithing It, by Bishop T.D. Jakes and Cora Jakes-Coleman.
1: For everything you offered to me, everything you gave me, God said, I'll give it
0: back to you. Be persistent with your principles, and God will reveal His promises. If in Canada, visit us online or call to order your digital downloads today.
1: Celebrate yourself! Quit waiting on somebody to celebrate you! Celebrate yourself! Take yourself out to dinner! Woman Thou Art Loose was a Sunday school place. And at that point, that was all I thought it was going to be.
0: I think one of the powerful things that exploded the whole Woman Thou Art Loose was number one, a model. And number two,
1: a male model. something down
0: inside of you. I'm just amazed at how this conference brings so many women together. I'm from Wisconsin. She's from Atlanta. She's from New York. And we became sisters
2: instantly. I'm changed. I'm transformed.
1: I cried all night, but i survived. <laughs> Somebody said-